The following show is sponsored by... Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the bivy stick at sat123.com. I took a fall from a ladder fixing my Christmas tree and uh, I had heard about the Juvent and uh, got a hold of one and tried it. But but I, I feel strong enough and stable enough that I can take it on now. To learn more about this micro-impact platform, go to juvent.com. The global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets, and the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals and why they're the official sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Brighteonmetals.com and great viewers like you. Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Bright on TV. And we are back finally. It's been about two, three weeks, I think. So anyway, we're doing well, and we're going to reset this today with a pretty good discussion. And then I guess from going forward here, the actual lives will all be pre-recorded. So just I don't know how that's going to make a difference in presentation, but you'll still see me as I am, <laughs> whether you like that or not. We've got a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now, which is no, no, nothing surprising other than the simple fact that things are getting a little more insane and the distractions are elevating in a incredible way to try to keep you distracted off of the principal issues, which is right now the invasion that's happening with the replacement strategy for Americans and the complete takeover of the country while people sleep and are being distracted by elections and being distracted by other issues that really have nothing to do with the reality of America falling and it's falling fast. So it's time to buckle up and be prepared for what's coming because it's going to get a little bumpy. The only way through it is going to be your faith. Talk to all about that in a minute. Be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Titus. I'm Isaac. We are the Smith Bros. And we love Uncensored Truth. That's why you need to be with Brighty on TV. They're so awesome. Go to Brighty on TV right now. Right now. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Mark. And I'm Dr. Michelle, and we want to invite you to our new show, Furthermore, where we bring you the tips about hope, the truth about health, and how to preserve your freedom. So watch us on Brighteon.tv. We can't wait to see you. We can't wait to spend some time with you. So join us on Furthermore. Alicia Powell, and I'm the host of the Alicia Powell Show with Red Voice Media, also a reporter with the Gateway Pundit, and I love watching Uncensored Truth on Brighton TV. I love watching Brighty on TV and Mike Adams. Mike Adams, I love you more than Brighty on TV, but I love Brighty on TV a lot. I really have a man crush on Mike Adams. I'm an American patriot, and I love watching Brighty on TV. At the Brighteon store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighteon thank you for your support. 
Shop our silver products at brighteonstore.com. Hey, Patriots, and we're back here with Bart's FM here on Bright on TV. Before we get going, let's just acknowledge one of our most persistent sponsors, and that is, that is MyPillow. So MyPillow.com is one of these places that we go to for everything we need for our house, and they've been an amazing supporter of the Patriot movement, and they continue to be in spite of a massive attack upon the company. And right now they've got some amazing sales, like they always do, and trying to bring you the best value for the dollar. Everything from sheets to pillows to mattresses mm-hmm. to duvets to comforters, they have it all. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, after three years, coming up on f- three solid years of promoting my pillow, and I have pretty much every product I need for my pillow, and I'm still buying more because they're so good. So take advantage of the great savings um, in my pillow. Just head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. Take advantage of the great savings and things that are there. So many products and so many things for your for your home that would make, make things so much better, including that most critical part that we all need, a great sleep during the night. And with the way things are and the increasing pressure on everything we have to do in preparation for whatever is coming, sleep is critical. So don't cut yourself short. MyPillow 2.0, MyPillow mattress, Giza cotton sheets, a my pillow comforter and a my pillow duvet, my go-to preference, and I'm telling you right there, you're in the money. So check it out, mypillow.com forward slash bards promo code bards. All right, patriots, I want to start right right now with a piece, just a discussion of what happened earlier today. Actually, happened up on Capitol Hill. They had um, Defense Secretary and Trader himself, Austin, and he came in to discuss the fact that he was absent without leave for his supposed medical issues. Uh, Lots of suspicion on him anyway. We know he's a traitor and we know he's sold out. He was challenged by Matt Goetz and as the quote goes, he said, now that you see how personal medical decisions are, and that was a reference to a discussion where literally uh, Austin was saying it was personal decisions. He didn't want anybody to know what his cancer issue is, so he just left without notifying anybody. Will you, will you call for the recruitment, restoration of full rank and back pay for the 8,600 service members who were vaxxed and mandated out of the military? And his answer was outrightly, no, I won't. There is a hatred for this in our military because the 8,600 people, almost to the person, is a Christian. We're having a war on Christians in this nation by the Satanist cult, and the cult is pervasive everywhere. It's rooted throughout our government, it's rooted throughout entertainment, it's rooted throughout the media organizations, and they're on full attack mode right now to try to hide their crimes against humanity, which not only are about deploying a death shot known as the COVID-19 vax, who are the mRNA vaccination, but they've also been crimes against humanity for all they've done against children and continue to do against children. And this is the problem that most people are having a hard time facing still in this nation is how deep this corruption goes. Right now, across our border, it's one of the primary issues and our border is wide open. And the wide open issue here is that it is about a human sex trafficking nightmare that's coming across and it's ramping up into the worst side. In a report that was put out earlier today by Michael Yan in a three-part audio release on his Twitter or X account, he has reports from a team that just came out of the jungle. And what they're reporting is that the Chinese CCP is now launching its CCP agents into this nation. That's in addition to the 37,000 or so Chinese that are already here. And it's continuing and will continue to be a problem. Americans have fallen asleep. as a whole, as a nation. They become deeply pacified. They keep waiting for some sort of cue outcome where the military is the only way. And the whole issue at hand here is that Americans are not ready for what is about to come as a whole. I'm not talking about the selective patriots. I'm not talking about that group of people that are awake. But so many people keep looking towards the military or towards politics as the solution. And the problem is this is a two-tier war that is both a war in the spirit and a war in the flesh that's happening in real time. And while people are sitting here spinning their heads around trying to make 
spend their time following Trump and all the drama and escapades that are going there, following the, the nonsense that's coming out of D.C., the enemy is taking strong footholds within our country and it's doing it in a daily and it's daily doing it every single day. If you start to look at where we are, there was an incident that happened in Seattle uh, yesterday in the where the illegal aliens, along with the crazies up there, the woke culture, which Seattle is, has no shortage of, decided to go to the city council to demand more free housing for the illegals. And this is a city that's already inundated with drug abuse and homelessness. It has a, t a horrendous issue of child sex trafficking, but none of that matters when you're in woke culture because in woke culture, it's everybody else's fault and you always have to worry about the new victim because without having a new victim, you have no justification for your own ideology. It is, we are starting to see the pressure now being put on some of the politicians as a result. And that's one of the things that came out is that the city council then re canceled the meeting in spite of the fact that they were the ones that created the problem by inviting these fools into the, into the, into the city and these illegals and the problem we have here is a, it's a it's a massive humanitarian crisis and the crisis is this we have people that are arriving under false pretenses being offered free everything leaving their nation with many of them with the understanding that they are going to be given free food free phone free travel free everything that it's a free everything in society and once they get here they're finding that those resources aren't what they thought they would be and now the next step will be to cut them off and that's coming that's not an issue of if it's going to happen, it will happen because there's a tipping point that's going to happen here financially where the system cannot sustain. And as it sustains, it will implode. And when that implosion happens, you take the people that were here with good intention or maybe just hopeful intention. I don't say good intention as far as working, but they didn't come here to do evil. And now they're going to be turned into vicious people in desperation because they have no food, they have no job, they have no home, and they have kids. And that was actually one of the people that was interviewed in this issue in, in Seattle was a woman from Argentina that had come in with a child and said, well, I don't know what to do. We have, I have children and I need to have them fed. I need to have them housed. Well, I understand their problem, but the problem is we have millions of Americans that are already dealing with that problem that are on the street. And this is how they divide and conquer. And this is what happens when we leave our border open. Now, I'm pretty hardcore on this, and I'm just going to be very clear about this, that the barter agents that are allowing this to happen are traitors. I don't care where they are in their job. If they are allowing the illegals to come across the border, if I have any influence in this, which I hope I do, every one of them that allowed people to come across the border will swing from a gallow for being a traitor. And I, I'm going to be very clear about that because there is no excuse for following an illegal order when the Constitution clearly states that you are to protect and defend the United States from enemies foreign and domestic. We are dealing with an invasion from inside, an infiltration of enemies that are now making rules that the obedient class that have no backbone, have no stone in the game, are willing to do anything to save their job just to make sure that their bills are paid, they don't want to get in the way of things, they don't want to make a mess, they don't want to make a wake, whatever it is. We have lost spine in the critical areas of our nation, and one of those is the border. And the border agents themselves are disgusting at this point in time. They're waiting for someone to tell them it's okay. The only thing they need to be told is you took an oath to the Constitution and do the right thing. But unfortunately, they are not doing the right thing, and they're allowing this invasion to happen, and it's there on the point of the spear on this. We can take this up the chain, and we will. This will go up the chain. It's going to go from low to high and high to low. There's no question about that. But the fact of the matter remains that our border control, our border agents are not doing their job. And as a result, we are being invaded. The high level target, the high level or high value targets, I should say, H HVTs that are coming in now across the borders are in our border is incredible. We are dealing with straight up high level terrorists that are walking in across our border, infiltrating and preparing for a counterattack in the United States. And it will happen. You can be assured of this. This isn't something that, in, you know, it's magically going to go away. And everyone's going to be saved from the end of the day. This is going to be a shaking of a nation like we've never seen. Now, I truly believe that when most of this is all is happening because this nation has all of this is happening because our pulpits have broken. We're not addressing this issue massively at the pulpit. The pulpit has been weakened over the years. And we're living in a country that is not being focused on its faith. We are a Christian nation. And so the, that part of our nation is broken and not being obedient to God. We're much more interested in the, in the sense of churches, in the, the niceties of the churches, the material things, the things that we don't need in life, we're much more interested in. 
but we're not interested in the obedience to God. And in this moment in time, we have a country that needs to be protected and defended. It is a country that is under siege. It is under siege by people from all over the world that hate us. And it's a country that was given to us to steward by virtue of the Declaration of Independence. All of our rights come from our creator. And that's up to us to defend those, not to give them away. That goes right back to our border. That goes back to every law enforcement person in this country. You have an obligation to protect and defend the Constitution based on what was given to us in the Declaration of Independence. And when we have a despotic government that is now breaking and openly breaking the Constitution, if they cannot stand for the Constitution, we don't need them in place. These people need to go away. And keep in mind that all these people we're talking about are public servants. The Border Patrol is paid for by taxpayer dollars. The police agencies are paid for by taxpayer dollars. And so when they aren't doing their job and they're being obedient to traitors, then this is, this is straight up treason. And it's deep. The problem we also have in this country is there's too much willingness to say, well, we'll forgive and forget. Forgiveness in the sense of this is a forgiveness on the heart so it doesn't burden us. It is not a forgetting of the crimes that were done. And the crimes that are being done and perpetrated against this nation are destroying this nation. We are in literally the last hours of whether this nation will survive. That's not said in any sort of over-exaggerated sense. If 1% of the, of the world, 1% of the world's population is to arrive here, and we are, and then we are 4% of the world's population, and at this rate, this is gonna rapidly hit that point. This country's done forever. You will never, ever, ever recover it. In fact, we're at a point right now, I'm not sure if we can recover it. We talk of these big lofty things of Trump is gonna take all these illegals out. He's gonna export them. Right now, under the Biden administration, there's been about 12 million that have come across the border. There's 22 million that are currently in this country illegally. Now, that's a replacement strategy because every one of those that has a child, then it gets, it's an anchor baby and it gets them to stay here. So this is the idea is to get as many people as they can across the border. And of course we have this entire liberal woke class that is nothing more than a brain cancer that's eating this country alive. With no accountability for what they vote for or what they believe. And the more that we do interviews too, I have to say that I was, I have always been a high position that Trump won. Trump was openly still had the election stolen from him. And I still believe that. But I don't know that it was as big of a, of a steal as I originally thought. I know it was stolen. I don't think there's any question about the corruption. But the more people are interviewed in this nation, I really don't think most of us can imagine that truly understand the nature of the Constitution, how many sellout idiots we have in this nation that truly believe the Constitution is broken and vote for free socialist communist values, meaning free everything society, socialist communist values. We have a lot. And it's coming from this corruption of a decadent society, a godless society, and a welfare society, and a mix of all three. So we're in a very critical state in our nation, and there's only one way back, and that's through faith. And unfortunately, when we get to that, then we're going to be at the book of Habakkuk, where we have to start really looking at what God is saying to the, the prophet Habakkuk. When he's pleading to God, and he's saying, oh God, oh God, you know, why am I seeing these tragedies? Why am I seeing the justice not being done? And God speaks to him and says, you have no idea. You would not believe what I am doing if I told you. And effectively what he's doing is he's using the enemies in this, is what comes through Habakkuk, and we see this in scripture. He's using the enemy's ways to punish, we say punish, to shake up, to punish his children. And at the same time, then in the process of the enemy damaging his children, he's going to use that as the means to wipe out the enemy. So it's, it's a double-ended justice. And we're really right about there. We're seeing this. And I think we are in this book of Habakkuk right now. If we want to describe anything in scriptural, and I'm not one to point to say we are actually doing this, but I think in the closest way we get, we are in this book of Habakkuk, where in that point, the Babylonians are invading Israel. Israelites are being enslaved. And then in the process, God does the whole reset. This is pretty close to where I think we are right now. And we're seeing the invasion because people just are allowing it to happen. We don't have the will of a nation to even be voicing enough as a people. 
I'm not saying there's not people speaking up. I'm one. There's many out here that are speaking up, but nobody's taking major action yet. And the question is, when does that tipping point happen and how long will it take? We have a lot of people holding up, a lot of people ready for that trigger war, ready for stacking up on ammo, a lot of people stacking up on food. I get all that. Do it, done it, continue to do it. But there is the trigger war is not where this war is being fought and won at this point in time. The trigger the war is, is what we hope won't happen. The main war here is based on a spiritual place and engagement, those two principles. And we're going to have to start looking at this from a very different lens if we're going to succeed. Now, with all these illegals coming in the country, we have a problem because they're here. And they're here and they're going to stay here for quite some time. They're not going away anytime soon. We can hear about all this roundup that's going to happen, but the longer they stay, the harder it is to get them out. And the people that are doing this understand this. And here's what's worse. When we just do a, a carte blanche, we're going to haul them all out of here. It's going to fracture communities more than they're fractured right now because you're going to get communities that even might be in alignment with the idea that they shouldn't be here, but the idea of just a Nazi-style roundup and kick them out is disturbing. And I'm not, this gets into a very difficult space because people say, well, they shouldn't be here. I don't disagree with that. The problem is once you get anchored here and then you start to tear families up, we're creating both spiritual and physical damage that is not going to be easily healed in a nation. And that is why even allowing this to happen for as long as it is, is destroying and the whole fabric of this nation. There's only one way through this. And it's the hardest way. It's not the easy way. The easy way is to say we're going to round it up. We're going to call in the military. We're going to call in DHS. We're going to whatever. If that can even happen, it's a nice little pipe dream considering the same people now that are standing down on the border are supposed to be the same ones that are supposed to save us if Trump gets in power. I mean, let that sink in a minute. That doesn't make any logical sense. And so what you're doing is you're taking somebody who has been a traitor in the critical hour, and then you're rewarding them to say, be a hero later and we'll forgive and forget. We can't play that duplicitous way in this nation. We need people that are solid in what they believe, committed, unwavering, uncorruptible. And unfortunately, we are not seeing that many. So what's the way through all of this? And the way through of this is the hardest one through. And I, I will assure you that I'm not, when I speak this, and if this sounds shaking in, in the sense of like, uh, this can't be, you're crazy. Speak to the people that are really on the front line doing the real work, not the border agents that are allowing them to pass by, but doing the real work. And what you're going to discover is they're going to say the same thing. And what that is, is if we do not get in and start engaging with these people in our communities, not from a woke perspective, but engaging them with our faith, bringing them to Christ, letting them be educated on what the Constitution and Declaration of Independence says, and start getting them to be aware, we are not going to win this war because they're going to stay here and they're going to become the new parasite class. And they will drain this system down until it breaks and then they will leave or they will it will just be a revolution. This is just the nature of the way these people are. And it's not their fault per se, but they've been promised something. They've come here on, an, on a contract that wasn't intended. And with that, they're just being lied to. Now, Stephen Proust, who is a, or Prouse, excuse me, Stephen Prouse, who's a prayer warrior, has been on my show. Fantastic guy. I mean, he's been working on an initiative to get in these people's hands that says you have come here under false pretenses, go home. And that's not a bad start. But at the end of the day, we're still going to have to pray for these people. We're still going to have to engage them and get them educated on what type of country this is because some of them will stay. But here's the other side of this. And this is always at the core when we get to honestly with people. People come to places in desperation in one way or another. They're motivated to a large degree to come to find a better way of life. But this place is going to get rough. And once they understand what this is about that they've come to, many will voluntarily leave. That becomes even more empowering when they are able to come here and learn what this country is about, leave here with Christ in their heart, and when things don't go quite right. So there is a big shakeup coming one way or the other. We have to get ahead of this, though, and try to at least get these people. We can't, we can't kick them out ourselves, but we can engage them. And you can engage them with your faith in Christ. You can engage them with the entire principles of the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights. Someone asked me the other day, should we, should we translate it to Spanish and other languages? I'm like, yes, 100% we should. Because then once you get that translated, it's in their hands. They have something to read in their language. But the problem we also have is many of them can't even read. 
So that means a personal engagement, the engagement time in engaging these people. And the problem is we've taken a position on the conservative side of this nation that they're untouchable. And the only people that are getting to them, just like we see in Seattle, who's there? These woke fools. And for my concern, I don't know if these are, these are really American people that are that mentally broken or whether they're paid agents by CCP, CIA, Mossad, MI5, MI6. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is that we have agents working here in opposition to the U.S. Constitution because they truly believe that the U.S. Constitution is a bad, bad document. That's their damage. And whether they believe it because they are maliciously wanting to roll out the communist agenda or whether they believe it because they truly are that ill-informed is hard to debate and hard to say. But the fact of the matter is that our Constitution, our country, all of our founding principles are under siege right now. And it is a, a, a war that's escalating and it's going to be fought through an immigrant class in the illegal class of people that are coming in here to replace white America, to wipe, wipe out first white America, then it'll be black America. Trust me, it's coming. They've already been waging that war on black America. They don't have much to worry about. They just continue to get black America to kill itself. And, and if you think I'm kidding about that, go see the site, Hey Jackass. That's the name of it. Hey Jackass. That's the inner city violence reports coming from Chicago. And it is a true accurate report of the daily crimes and murders that are being done black on black. They're already infusing this. They're just trying to get this to another level. So we will self-destruct and then whatever's re left here will be a replacement class that's going on in our military. That's why they're trying to kick out all the Christians because they want obedience and they're going to start fast tracking these people in to get them into positions so that they can start getting green cards and faster. Military just shut, shut down 24,000 jobs. Part of that is they're going to bring in more. They're replacing that with some other technical jobs. But ultimately, this whole society is being broken, fractured, separated, so they won't unify again. And I will guarantee you what's coming in after that is going to be, I don't care who's president, there's going to be some garbage about artificial intelligence making our life better. And that's when the ultimate tra trap of imprisonment settles in. Because we will be broken, we will be divided, we will hate one another, we will be scarred from internal warring, and then instead of looking to a governance by the people, we will look for governance by a silicon entity. And at that root, Satanism takes hold and the, and the chance of living free is forever extinguished. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey guys, Christy Hutcherson here, Women Fighting for America founder. I have to say, I am so thrilled to be a part of Uncensored Truth on Brighteon TV. It is an amazing uh, news outlet where you're going to hear truth, right? Because in today's media, you don't get the real truth. So I'm very thrilled to be able to be a part of it. Go and watch Uncensored Truth on Brighteon. Here's how to make a toasty coconut protein latte using products from healthrangerstore.com. Here are the ingredients. Simply blend all ingredients together carefully in a heat proof cup. For more recipes and some of the best products, please visit healthrangerstore.com. It's clear that Biden and his team are in panic mode given his short-tempered rebuttal. He insisted that his memory was fine in remarks at the White House, even though he proceeded in the same session to misidentify the president of Egypt, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, as the president of Mexico. Initially, the president of Mexico, el-Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. When asked about Hur's comments that Biden could not recall when his son died, the angry president replied, how in the hell dare he raise that? There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. 
How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. He added, I am well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. He appeared tense throughout the remarks, snapping at Fox News's Peter Ducey when he asked him, how bad is your memory? And can you continue as president? Biden retorted, my memory is so bad that I let you speak. China has publicly endorsed the right of the Palestinian people to resort to armed force in their struggle against Israel's occupation of their land, characterizing it as an inalienable right well-founded in international law. This statement by Zhang Jun, the Chinese ambassador to the United Nations, was delivered during the fourth day of public hearings convened by the International Court of Justice. Zhang Jun emphasized the historical precedent of various nations liberating themselves from colonial rule and asserted that such nations have the right to employ all available means, including armed struggle. He underscored that the deployment of armed resistance by Palestinians should be recognized as legitimate and should not be labeled as an act of terrorism. Zhang Jun contended that struggles for liberation, self-determination and resistance against colonialism, occupation and aggression should not be unfairly categorized as acts of terror. Hey, Patriots, we're back here on Brighton TV with Bards FM podcast. Before we get going, the real threat around us continues to escalate, and it's a threat to the way we live and in our daily lives. And one of those things we need to be cautious of is their attempt, they meaning those in power and those in the elite, to try to shut off power and ultimately transform our lives into something primitive and unable to function and totally dependent on them. One of those devices that we need to consider is the protection against something like EMPs or massive surges from solar flares, and that's EMP Shield. If you head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com, you'll find all the devices you need that are to put on your vehicles, your ATVs, your RVs, in your house, on your generators, in your um, solar systems, in, in your, even your ham base radio station to protect against an EMP, a solar solar flare surge, or lightning strikes. This is an American-made, American-designed product from a veteran-owned company that's been tested at the top labs in the U.S. for just these things. And it is, a, it is something you don't want to be without. It's an, it's, for the cost, it's an incredible insurance policy for everything that we face. So what you want to do is head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S. You'll save $50 off and get free shipping. So they're a fantastic product. Take advantage of it today. Something you don't want to be without. So there you go, empshield.com, promo code BARDS. Habakkuk. It's a powerful book, three chapters, not that long. One of the shorter books in the Bible. has a lot to do with what we're doing today. And it really begins with what we're looking at right now, what we're looking at is a, um, a statement that Habakkuk makes at the very beginning where he says, Oh Lord, how long will I call for help and you will not hear? I cry out to you violence, yet you do not save. Why do you make me so iniquity? Why do you make me see iniquity and cause me to be, cause me to look at wickedness? For destruction and violence are before me. Strife continues and contention arises. Therefore, the laws, the law is ineffective and ignored, and justice is never upheld. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, justice becomes perverted. Very much like we are today. And God responds, look among the nations, see, be astonished, wonder, for I am doing things in your days you would not believe if you were told. This, is, this whole story in Habakkuk is about the Israel, Israelites moving away from God, turning their back on him, and then having the entire country invaded as both punishment and salvation. And this is a story that right now we are living through, quite frankly. As a nation, we have turned our back on God in a most profound and, and crazy way. 
And it strikes me, even when you begin with Genesis and you're reading about Abel and Cain, and when you're reading about Abel and Cain, Abel talks about when, when or Cain comes to, or God comes to Cain and asks him what he's done. And when he discovers that Cain is, has killed Abel, God curses him. And Cain then goes on to say that if I go out now, I will be killed by others. And God goes on to say, well, then I'll put a mark on you. And anybody that harms you, it will come back sevenfold. Why I bring this story up is there was a very real and pertinent and applied fear of God in those words. That's not something we have now. If God literally came back and said, I'm going to come back at you sevenfold, I would argue that most people would scoff at it and go, okay, what does that mean? There's not a living fear of God. And it's the fear of God is not as much the wrath as it is the living in the absence of him. When God goes away and takes it away, we, we don't even know what that's like. People, even atheists don't know what this is like. They think they do, but they don't. The presence of God is like anything else. We have like fish in water. People need have a relationship with God. And right now, where we are sitting in this world is we have a world that is in denial of who God is. And in his void comes the most powerful voice of all, which is Satan telling us that he doesn't exist and God is not what he thinks he is. Part of this problem we have is in the in the whole message is coming out of Christianity for so long mm-hmm. has been a message that we are unworthy. And it's a distorted message. It's a message that we're born into sin. It's a message that we're unworthy as people. We're not worthy of his love. This constant degradation, it's a, it's a shame peddling is what's going on. And when you build that in there, there is a culture that builds around that, that allows for the entry point of Satan to come in in a powerful, powerful way. And that gets to a pretty easy counter narrative when you want to place it out there. And that counter narrative in a various forms essentially comes out to something like this. Your God is imperfect because he allows you to be in sin and he is, allows you to be born into sin and that you are unworthy of his love. Let me show you how to get truly loved and be loved and be happy in this world. You can choose your gender. You can choose what you want to do. You don't have to be accountable and that's your life and you can live fully in this material world. And there's a lot of theological arguments that just go crazy over this because the idea in sense of they defend this position because we are in the, in the sense until we accept Christ and through Christ only can we be reborn. I get all this. The problem is that the messaging has become so driven in our pulpits, a messaging that's ultimately driven towards more often, more often than not filled towards filling the offering plates than delivering a relationship in Christ. And in that true relationship of Christ and in creating and stepping into the authorities given to us as the sons and daughters of the most high, we are given those principles that are all in red letter language about how we have the authorities to step on snakes and scorpions. We have dominion over all evil. We have the ability to do what Christ did and to do greater works than he. These are profound statements. And all of this is centered at us ultimately submitting to him, letting go of everything of this world and living through him, which puts us in the spirit first and the flesh second. But in a world of this nature that we're in, everything centers around fleshly desires, our love of cars, our love of houses, our love of wealth, our love of of the of sex are our loves of the material and fleshly things that are supposed to define us in this experience but when we transition that over to first and foremost our love in him and all things and are willing and able to let that other those other things go not influence us not care about it we step into a greater authority into who we are we're not taking any of this world with us experiences yes but not the physical part and in this war that is being waged right now which is intense This war is being waged to try to continue to persuade us to stay and anchor ourselves in the physical and in the flesh. When we get into the Satanist process, everything they do is to trick people into wanting more of the material things, and then they're given the cost of maintaining those material things. Do a study into Hollywood, and you'll see it. And this is where it gets brutal. And we see the same thing in politics. We see the same thing in corporate CEO levels, in major influencers. Nobody gets anywhere in this world in the high levels. Like if you're going to be in there where you're influencing the globe, where you're going to be make, sitting in decision-making powers like Congress, Senate, you're going to be in the high numbers of Wall Street or in the high places of, of Hollywood, you're not getting there unless you're making some bargain with the Satanist cult because that's how woven in it is in this world.
And those are things where they'll entice you. It's one of the oldest tricks in the books of recruiting a good salesman. Have them find out what that salesman wants. So if you have a, this is a car salesman trick, all of how they recruit good used or new car salesmen. Find out what the new salesman likes to do. If they haven't done a lot of things, introduce them to things that they might like to do by their profile needs. So example, let's say somebody, you take somebody and discover that they're an adventure type and you want to take them out skydiving. So you take them out skydiving or somebody that wants to play golf and they go out and they play golf and they love playing golf. Once you get them roped into this passion of theirs, so to speak, this hobby that becomes an addiction, then you teach them and guide them to, hey, this is what you need to do to earn that amount of money. Then they open the door a little bit. They show them, they give them a, a they might give them a forward or a loan off of their, off of the commissions not received yet, an advance off their commissions, and then they have to make that up. And then they're either going to have to, they'll either sink or they will aggressively start to sell and they'll accelerate all because they want to, they have this one passion in the, in the world that they want to maintain. This is a process of getting people hooked. When you get into the higher levels of power, it gets even worse because they're offered great things up front. They're given an idea and told that they're, you're part of this, you're like a god of the world. They're told this and they're led down these paths and they're offered incredible power, incredible financing, incredible wealth. And they're shown what it's like and they're allowed to live this life. They're given the nice cars. They're given the, the unlimited bank accounts and credit cards. They're given the glimpse of this. This is particularly true in entertainment business. And then at a certain point, once they agree, then they agree to sign into this and they are then asked to join that cult and they learn the costs of the cult and the costs of the cult can never be spoken of. And in fact, many won't because it's so filled with shame. And what are those things? It's going to be things like they're going to have to be raped. They're going to have to have an adulterous relationship on their wife. They're going to have to be part of some murderous ritual sacrifice with kids. They're going to have to be part of pedophilia and extreme pedophilia of torture and rape. These are things that are done as a regular ritual practice. They can be doing self, all sorts of self-humiliation, the most disgusting things, even acts of bestiality. All become part and parcel with maintaining their obedience to Satan and receiving the award, rewards of the flesh. But in a much more subtle way, that starts to corrupt the entire society. Because as the leadership leads that way in a nation, then so follows the nation as they start to promote the same to hide their own crimes. A nation then becomes swept up with all of the ideas of materialism and wealth. I mean, go back to 9-11 when Bush's famous, famous speech when he's like, okay, about two weeks after 9-11, doing great, here's a nation, but we need you to go now and buy a new car. Everything shifted to materialism. Everything shifted back because for a period of time after 9-11, the, the terrorist attack designed by Mossad and the CIA didn't work right. Because what was happening is people were starting to reflect internally and becoming a nation of unity rather than a nation in fear. So you have to get them away from that and start getting them to buy material things and get them away from the anchoring of faith. The cycles that people are in. And unfortunately, as a nation, we're very easily persuaded that way. I think a lot of that has to do with how young of a nation we are, and it definitely has a lot to do with how this nation's been educated. This nation's education levels are pathetically low right now. And so with all of this, as we continue to march forward, we are faced with some very big crises ahead of us. And that is, uh, we have to reset the moral footing of this nation, not just be able to charge forward and say, we're going to get rid of this problem or that problem. And that takes us back to where we begin today, the beginning of the show, talking about the illegal crisis. Illegals in this country are a big issue. And it's a massive problem for a nation to struggle with and having to face what it is we're going to do. What are we going to do about this problem? Right before us is the inability with the certain with the systems in place by the government to we are, we have the inability to move these illegals out. We do know the government's moving them in. They've lost well over 400,000 kids so far across that border. They don't even know where they are. And those have been trafficked within this nation. The military has been complicit in it. DHS has been complicit in it. Every border agent's been complicit in it. Airlines have been complicit in it. Hotels have been complicit in it. Planned Parenthood has been complicit in it. I mean, I can just go on the list. And people that are, are involved in this are trafficking, involved in human sex trafficking. Where we are as a nation 
puts us in a very difficult place because the crimes aren't limited to the elite. They've trickled down their, their part and parcel with the entire culture of the nation. We are not getting through this problem without having to face the magnitude of what everybody's been involved in, in terms of criminal behavior towards the constitution and being and walking against the constitution, being in violation of laws is touching everybody's lives right now in big ways. I wouldn't say everybody, but a large percentage of the population. So different than COVID-Con. COVID-Con starts at the top, but then you get down to it, it's going to involve school teachers, it's going to involve city council members, it's going to involve county commissioners, sheriffs, doctors, nurses, administrators for hospitals. They're all involved in this. Corporations, violation of the Constitution, violation of your rights, forcing people to make a choice between job and a mandatory vax. All of this was illegal. And the biggest part of that right now, as we see most openly in the public, was the military's mandate of this vax with the Declaration of Military Accountability, the DMA, which was signed by 231 veterans to stand up against that and say enough is enough. And the core of that message is there has to be accountability and there has to be a place where we can go to now as a nation and say we're going to recover where we are by establishing accountability and justice the way it should be. That means we have to follow a legal process. But as I also said at the beginning, we're wasting a lot of time doing other things. We're getting ourselves wrapped around like we're going to quickly get Trump in office and everything's going to be better. Or that we're going to, we need to look over here and worry about the Biden administration while we have illegals coming across the border. There's a ton of things that we can be doing as a public besides just sitting and waiting. Informational, this is an informational war. So first and foremost, we have to be waging a war on the principles of information, sharing the truth and getting it in people's face. That means we have to build relationships. We have to get into our communities and we have to stay constant and persistent in the message before them. The, the programming is deep from a mobilization point of view. We really should be seeing that when we talk about a million man march, there should be a million people on that border right now saying enough is enough. And if the federal government doesn't like it, then screw them. It doesn't matter. It's just our country, not theirs. The entire shift that has to happen in a moral and position here is as we get take into authority the truth of our nation, we have to invert the authority of who's in charge of our nation. And it's happening. Not to say it's not happening, but it has to be on a much larger scale if we're going to succeed. There's way too many people that are still come to their mindset that we are obedient to government. When a police officer says pull over, we're obedient, we're going to pull over. When a police officer says, give me your ID, you hand your ID. When a police officer knocks at your door and says, I'm going to come in, we open the door and let him in. All of those things, no. And that's where we have to start putting our foot down and start asking the questions back. And nobody likes it, especially a person with a gun. They don't like to have their authority challenged. Police officers are number one of not wanting their authorities challenged. And then when you get into congressional level things, well, going along with whatever they're cooking up or state legislators, whatever they're cooking up, we're still not standing up enough to say enough is enough. And that begins at a county level, all of it. So as an example, in an odd one, you know, in Oregon has 36 counties in the state. We have three of them that are straight up blue and sheriffs are blue. We have three more of them that are sitting at purple and we have 30 of them that are outright rightly red. And those red ones, those red county sheriffs have come up and said enough is enough. And they have literally, they have literally said that they will, they will not stand for anything that's unconstitutional. Excuse me. So, and they've openly said they will not stand for anything that is constitutional, unconstitutional. And so they enforce only things that are constitutional and they've effectively unified together to say that they will not impose any rules that they don't meet the constitutional muster. That's a stand that every state should be having with its constitutional sheriffs. And when we do that and establish that firmly, then people begin to understand, the, the legislators begin to understand the power of the people. We have to get here quickly. It's getting ugly. We have to start making stands and it has to begin at the county level. This whole thing waters down to county local action. And when we do that, local wins. That's simple. I'm going to do a quick prayer. 
Father God, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for all you bring to us. And thank you for the continued blessing of giving the patriots that are out here the courage to step forward and walk in this authority that we have and do so locally. We just pray that that authority will continue to rise, that the warrior heart of Christ will continue to lift, and we will be in a place where the local action truly begins to take such momentum that the federal action gets diminished and gets severed and hopefully neutered and out of, out of, back in its place. Guide us in this fight, Father, lift us and raise us. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Patriots, we'll see you next week. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Until then or until the next time. God bless and out for now. The preceding show was sponsored by the global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets. And the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals and why they're the official sponsor of Brighteon.tv. Brighteonmetals.com. SAT123.com. They have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup, communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down. You need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com folks. Here at Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods, supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com today. Thank you for supporting Brighteon TV. Please consider helping us by making a reoccurring donation at supportbtv.com. Truth matters.